Let's be real, I'm unqualified at best, but I'm taking this year to challenge my fears and seek out authenticity through conversation and hopefully some daring vulnerability. The goal, I'm not really sure yet, but I hope to come out of 2022 more connected to myself and my friends and my faith. Welcome to a year of holy interruptions. Come journey with me, or you know, don't. It's really up to you. Check one, two, three. Check three, four, five, six. Ooh, going a little rogue. <laughs> yeah, you know me. It is Noah Thomas coming from Hope Chapel. Is there like a, <laughs> is there like a, um, like, you know, like the radio shows are like, uh, FM 100.3, the fan. You know, like, so I just like really feel like I want to do that. Like, I feel like you could be a radio host. Oh, literally, I. Um, when I was a welder, I literally listened 40 hours a week to a radio show. It was like a sports ra- talk radio show. And they, they didn't really always talk about sports. They talked about like just random stuff, like on top of sports. And it was just like super fun and like really casual. But I just loved, like, I literally, since I've been like listening to that so much, I'm like, man, I want to just like, I thought about like, oh man, could I like go into that? But I'm like, no, I, I don't know. So this is like fulfilling a, uh. <laughs> This is fulfilling something a in me. Dream. A lifelong dream. Yeah, well, right you here. have a radio voice. Do the, I? When, when you go low like that. Oh, and yeah, like, like the, the treble. The treble yeah. right here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Welcome back to the Holy Interruptions podcast. This is Sarah Spacek, your host, and I am joined with one of my friends, Noah Thomas. Hello. Hello. Every time I say your name, my brother's name is Ian Thomas. And so every time I say Noah Thomas, I feel like I'm doing it wrong because I'm so ingrained for Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas. Ian That's Thomas. like, he's like two first names or? Middle name. Oh, gotcha. Ian <laughs> Thomas. Ian Thomas. That's funny. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be putting his private information online, but there yes. it is. Hello, Ian Thomas SpaceX. Oh, you, you gave the full name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad to finally have you on. We've been trying to get you on the podcast for a minute. And I'm just really excited. Noah is one of the interns with me here at the church we work at together. And he works with the kiddos. The wee ones, yes. (laughs) The little ones. Mm -hmm. Laddies and lasses, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we are also in a class together. It's our discipleship class, which is a wild time. Mm. (laughs) We are learning a lot about a lot of things, as most classes do in my experience. But one of the things we had to do recently was give a talk about giving, write a little sermonette, if you will. And so when I asked Noah what he wanted to talk about, he said, well, I have giving pretty well prepared. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to talk about giving and the role of giving in the life of a Christian, both giving financially and giving of time and energy to the church and to the work that the Lord is doing. So I'm excited to record this. Noah, thanks for coming. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Like you said, it's been it's been a, a good while we've talked about having me on. So um we were just talking about earlier too. I really just like the whole like I don't know, audio podcast sort of thing. It's super cool to like to like hear myself. It's like I don't know, it seems very official. And I think this is uh I don't know, for those that are listening, I think it's like I think they agree. It's like this whole thing just sounds very like official. I know you talk about a lot of like, oh, I'm just like a another person, another girl just, you know, pursuing <laughs> something. But like, I think it's very, very respectable, very respected in this whole kind of area of podcast. I think it's, you know, very, very awesome, very 
cool that that you're doing this. Yeah, I'm just very impressed with all the stuff that's been going on and just like being here too has been sweet. So Wow, Noah. No ha. Thank you. One of my favorite things, I told you this earlier before we turned the mic on, is that I can hear your voice and my voice very clearly in my head. And that was the first time I recorded. I was like, oh, I'm official. I do this. <laughs> like, I can hear my voice in my head so clearly. And I was like, okay, we're doing this thing. This mm. is going to be good. I feel like I can pull this off. <laughs> <laughs> so in the world of giving, um, I should prefer this. Noah is a Christian. Um, I feel like that is obvious given that we work at a church together, but let's just put it as it is. And so what we're going to be talking about today with giving is through a Christian perspective and a Christian lens. But Noah, for this giving speech we had to give, little sermon, mm. I feel bad calling it a speech because, I don't know, that feels like such a classroom yeah, thing. kind of waters <laughs> it down. And like, oh, we were just kind of just telling people about giving. But yeah. no, it, it was, yeah, kind of like, like you said earlier, like a sermonette, like a, a mini sort of 20-minute sermon message, if you will, kind of thing. I guess the question I have for you is in all of your research and preparation for this speech that, not speech, sermonette. <laughs> <laughs> it is a sermonette. I am claiming that word. Um, but with all of the preparation you did and the research and everything to give this sermonette, was there anything that surprised you or that you just hadn't considered in the world of giving and in um, giving back to the church and to God's work? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that I took away just from my like studying and just praying about it and just kind of seeing where the Spirit leads me in the topic of giving. One thing I hadn't really thought of when it came to, to giving and specifically to tithing, because I think the message was kind of like, you know, we were supposed to talk about tithing, but um, it was mostly about like tithing uh, being a test. And I think we think of that and it's like, oh, well, God, what kind of God does that? What kind of God tests you in your faith and whatnot? And so, uh, but it was very interesting to me because I began to think about it. I began to think about um, when I was in school and I did good. Like I did good enough, I guess. I passed every class. I, you know, got A's and, and some B's. It's uh, oh, whatever. Shame. Yeah, I know. It's shame. <laughs> but uh, I would do good enough in all the assignments. And then I would just kind of let it leave my brain kind of thing. And but when it came to the test, I was like, oh, man, I have to remember stuff from like three, four weeks ago, like from the whole unit. I'm like, my goodness, I don't even I just, you know, I just left my brain. And so how that kind of, you know, applies to to tithing and and to giving was like, I feel like, you know, like tests are an opportunity to show kind of what we've learned. And much like tithing, I feel like um, it's a test because it very much shows us like, Lord, like these possessions aren't mine. Like this is something that I willingly would like to give to you. And it's an opportunity to show that we have faith in him and that we trust him uh, with our finances. So just kind of putting it in that sense was, was uh, very eye opening to me and kind of, you know, not looking at it in a way where it's like, oh, God is, you know, testing me. And it's like, wow, that's, you know, we can kind of take that in a, in a bad way. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting take on it because I did the same sermonette but came from a very different direction. One of the things I've been researching a lot in the past few weeks and months for myself is what is the world of finance and investing. So giving a speech about giving was really interesting as I've kind of been doing a lot of research and digging into what does the culture say about money and how you should give it and use it. And a huge thing is investing. And I've been doing a lot of research on that. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting 
since investing has been so much on the brain was that giving back to the church is investing in other people's salvation. And that is the best investment you can possibly make. Mm-hmm. And it's the most selfless investment you can possibly make because it's not coming back to you. It's coming back to the Lord. But all of the money we have that we invest, that we get back to ourselves, belongs to the Lord to begin with. And so just thinking about money and giving in that way where it's it all belongs to the Lord, like you said, like it's his to begin with. And so choosing to use it and to steward it well is really important and investing in other people's salvation by giving to people who are sharing the gospel as a job or a career is something I never considered before I really started diving into more of the research and behind the scenes of what giving should look like and can look like. And I think also I have always been very like annoyed by the word of tithing, <laughs> mm. partially because I am a selfish being and don't like giving away what I claim is mine. It's okay. We, we all are selfish <laughs> beings. <laughs> and there was always kind of this sense in, in my church that like, oh, you tithe 10%. That's kind of a typical thing, I think, in most churches. But as I was writing the speech, and this is the thing that surprised me. Sermonette. So, oh, frick. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. As you're writing the sermonette, yes. um, I think one of the things that surprised me was that giving is actually an act of worship. Mm. It's not something you do because everyone tells you to. It's something you do out of a response, a natural response, hopefully, in worship and thanksgiving and gratitude. I wrote up this silly little example, but it helped me make sense of it. And the idea is basically, say someone walks up to you and they say, I'm going to pay off all of your debt, student debt, mortgage, whatever it is. And then they say, I'm also going to give you $50 million. And then they say, I'm also going to buy you three houses, one on the coast in Thailand, one in Hawaii, because that's where we are, and then one in Sri Lanka. And then, yes, <laughs> and then they're like, you know what? I'm just going to throw in a castle in Poland as well, because why not? Yeah. And then they're going to buy you a plane to get to your three houses in a castle. Your response to that is going to be absolute awe. You are not going to know how to respond because it's unbelievable. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's unexpected. And there is no reason that should happen. Like there shouldn't be a reason to do that. But thinking about how would you respond to that person? You would like, what would you do if someone walked up to you and did that? Well, I would say, um, what's the catch for sure? I'd be like, <laughs> um, you like, are you kidding me right now? Like, who are you? Or like, you know, but no, I would, if it was real and it was true, I'd be like, my goodness, I would, you know, feel like I owe a, a debt forever to this person. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think too, I would try to make it up to them somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, owing the debt or whatever i think i would also go and tell absolutely everybody (laughs) i'd just be so shocked i'd be like can you believe what just happened to me and then say then they say okay and whoever you tell can have this also you would literally be telling the, the world about this because why not give it to everyone else and i think getting back to giving that is exactly what we need to do when we think about the gospel the gospel is you know you are condemned to death and yet Jesus came, died on the cross for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, Romans 6.23. And so if you think about how you have this amazing gift of eternal life with God, you are going to be in his presence forever. You are going to want to tell people, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to want to share the good news. And especially because he says like, whoever you give this to, they can have it also. Yeah, I really like that whole thing point of like giving is like an act of of worship right because we can only 
give back to him what he's already given us, right? And I think a really good definition of worship, it's our love expressed to God as a response to, mm-hmm. to God's grace towards us. And so if we can realize that our worship, right? And so God is love, God, right? God gives us um, all that we need to worship him. And it's the same in money where it's like, if giving our money is an act of worship, our money is coming from him. So it, you know, we should hold it loosely. We should recognize this is something that I didn't earn myself. Like this is a gift of God that he has, has given me. And so just kind of I don't know, equating the two. And, and I mean, it's, it's very hard to do. I feel like, I feel like we can very easily hold on to our possessions and hold on to all these gifts that God gives us. But yeah, I really like that kind of whole symmetry of, of giving, being an act of worship. So totally. And I think almost going back to tithing, which we talked about earlier, 10% is not nearly enough. (laughs) (laughs) And so in your giving back and in your tithing, like whatever you give will not be enough. And so like, I'm not going to go out there and be like, you need to give 62% and that's the number. Like even 100% is not enough mm-hmm. because it is a gift that you are not deserving mm-hmm. of. And so that response of worship is the only thing you can give back. Worship through financially giving, worshiping through serving, worshiping through sharing the gospel, like worshiping just through praising his name and glorifying him. That is the call that we have. And I think giving falls into that, but it's so much more than just giving of your money. It's giving of your time. It's giving of your energy. All of it is just giving back to the Lord because it is he who gave to you. Quick touching up on on like giving of money, right? Because that you're very much correct of giving is more than just our, our finances. It's many other things that, you know, all uh, come from the Lord. But I think just with money specifically, like, I think there's a reason that, you know, the Bible speaks so much of possessions and money and all these things that we hold on to so closely because he knew that, you know, this is going to be a struggle for us, right? We hold all of these things very close to us. The Bible verse that, you know, kind of comes to my mind is, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Kind of shifts our focus. Like, is my treasure in, you know, things of this world? Is my treasure in, you know, my job or like what I own? Or is my treasure in, you know, the grace that God has given me? One of the things I like with that verse, Matthew six twenty one, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, is the idea of like, put your heart to the Lord. And like your giving will follow like almost you can almost read it backwards where it's like where your heart is there your treasure should be. And so even in that, like sometimes it's easy to like put your treasure in something, your heart will follow it. But if you want to change where your heart is, change where your treasure is being placed. And I mean, that sounds really obvious and kind of dumb, but <laughs> I, I, I am a blonde a, after all. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a quote that I really like. It's if he can change your heart he can change your habits so it's not yeah. like you change you know what you do and then god will change your heart it comes from the heart and from that it can outwardly be expressed and it goes into your actions and into your giving and into your kind totally. of motivations toward these things totally and put your heart on the lord and your giving will follow mm-hmm. if you are chasing after the lord with everything in you and if you are spending time with him and you are really understanding what the gospel is then you will want to give. Like, <laughs> that's just like a natural outcome. And one of the pastors here at Hope says, um, when was the last time the gospel made you cry? 
And I remember hearing that and being like, what? Like, which to begin with, I'm not much of a crier. So you won't find me crying over many life circumstances or books or much. Like I've become more of a crier recently. <laughs> Don't know what's much that. a crier. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I try to give off this, you know, just manly, <laughs> but it's a facade. You know, I'm just crying at heart. crying all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but I love that idea of when... Did you stop long enough to understand how powerful of a gift that was that it made you tear up? Because it should. Like We've gotten kind of numb and used to it. But when we remember like, no, this is unbelievable. This is a ridiculous gift. It's like giving you three houses and a castle in Poland type of gift, but 12 times better <laughs> because it's eternity with Christ. And so I just feel like if you can get into a heart posture and a place where you are in awe of that gift and just absolutely befuddled <laughs> by why this gift has been given to you, but just amazed by the giver, then your your giving will follow. I've been recently just praying about it and, and thinking about like, okay, like we need this heart posture, right? And so it's, you know, more about kind of the motivation than the action, I feel like, in a lot of things. But I was just praying about that. I'm like, why is, you know, why are my motivations selfish? You're like, how can I act really get that heart posture? Because, you know, we know we're supposed to do it, but, you know, we can know it. But how, like, how do we actually apply that into our lives? And something I feel like the Lord has really been teaching me recently is um, that God cares more about the consistency rather than, like, the the mass. Like, so, I guess, for example, in just quiet time, like reading your Bible. I feel like it is a lot more, says a lot more about the heart and it speaks more to the heart in consistently reading and consistently, you know, worshiping or consistently giving and tithing rather than, you know, I sit down and my, and read my Bible for like five hours in a day. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, it's more about that. And so that's just been really cool. Um, and it sounds, you know, pretty obvious, but it's, it's just really cool to, um, you know, not try to make yourself feel like you know i can like i need to do like you're running a race that you'll never sort of like achieve kind of thing it's like okay like this is you know it's it's kind of like a it's a stepping you know it's like stair you know it's stepping you stairs what's yeah. it called stepping stones <laughs> yeah stepping stones or it's kind of like there's levels to it i feel like i think we can look so much into other people and say, wow, this person prays like three hours a day. This person gives this much and, and whatnot. But it's like, just serve the season that you're in. Be faithful in what's in front of you. I think God gets so much glory from that. And we grow so much more from that as well. And just worrying about the, not worrying about, but focusing on the consistency of our faith in whatever that may look like. I know this is what you mean, but just to make sure our listeners hear what you mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with praying for five hours a day. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> and I know you don't either, but that's not in our day and age with the demands of jobs and people and the need to cook <laughs> and clean and do everything. That's not a realistic goal. If you are consistently making an hour, 45 minutes, half an hour, even 20 minutes a day to spend time with the Lord, that heart posture is going to grow because you become what you put your time in, <laughs> in a way. And you'll start thinking about it more. And I remember I went through a really dry season in my faith and I was going through 
a cancer scare. I, I referenced it in episode 10 with vulnerability breeds vulnerability. If you want to hear that story during that time, I thought I was going to die and it was just, it was very dramatic and intense. And I think one of the things that was really impactful for me is in that time, I was curious, like, is God real? What is the purpose of life? Why am I here? And so I started every day I would read the Bible and I used the book of common prayer to kind of guide me through a reading. It was all just action. My heart posture wasn't there, but the consistency is what brought me to a place where I was able to read my Bible and meet the Lord in those places and be honest about like, I'm not here. I don't want to give to the church. I don't even know what you're doing in my life. Are you present? There wasn't an ounce of me that was even thinking about tithing. (laughs) And yet, because I was consistently giving my time to the word, there were different phrases and verses that would stick out to me and really like sit with me throughout the day. And just then that developed the heart posture. So I know we said that the heart comes first, but honestly, it goes both ways. You can start the actions and the heart will follow. But being super careful with what you put your actions and your time and your energy towards because that's what you're allowing to put into your mind and your brain and our thoughts hold power Mm. our thoughts and our brain have so much power over us and so just being careful with what you give your power to really matters yeah no i think it's it's very good and you you kind of talked about the you know like the pray five hours a day like do all these things like i think that's you know very important to um, like like you said, kind of like work up to that. Like that, we like we want that to kind of like we want to be, yeah. you know, s- you know, stewards of money, and we want to be, you know, passionately praying without ceasing, and like all these things. But yeah, I just think kind of going back to the heart. Like, are we doing it because we just want to like hit a milestone? We're like, oh, I prayed for this song. Are we doing it because it's coming out of a genuine heart? And so we're like consistently consistency kind of comes in is like don't beat yourself up so much on you know these achievements or levels that you're like you know i feel like um, it can be such a you know daunting thing but yeah if you know one day you wake up and you're like i want to read you know this much today and you do it's like that's awesome because that comes from a, a genuine heart and so and it makes me think of luke 21 in the story about the widow who put in two mites and you know kind of comparing that to all of the rich who are putting all of their gifts and their kind of abundance into the treasury and and seeing how her gift was because in her heart she wanted to return to the Lord what was the Lord's not just because she had spare or extra it was everything she owned and I'm not trying to tell anyone to give absolutely everything you own and forget your family and whatever the Lord loves a cheerful giver our attitude matters and how we're giving and and what's inspiring the giving is the important thing. I just think that's such a beautiful representation of how we are supposed to approach giving. You know, whether we're making a ton of money, or whether we have a lot of things, possessions, you know, friends, relationships, like whatever it is, like we are supposed to give. God does not need this amount of money in order to be pleased, right? It's all about the heart of that widow and the heart, you know, of us. It's like all about the heart, all about the heart. It's not about what he needs it's not about what i feel like giving in anything not just tithing is like more about our one well, the thing is that the lord doesn't need our gift mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> he he doesn't he doesn't need us he doesn't need our gift and yet he delights in our giving we get to give to him and it's not oh i have to tithe it's no i get to tithe mm-hmm. and i think that's 
the shift in mindset that can be really helpful is like from studying the word, from sitting and being with Jesus, you want to. And so healing your heart and like protecting your heart and giving your heart to the Lord means that that natural response will occur and that place of worship. So what a beautiful thing it is that we get to mm-hmm. work with the Lord and get to give back to the Lord and get to invest in people's salvation mm-hmm. by giving to people who are sharing the gospel and spreading the word. And we get to team up with the Lord in advancing his kingdom. That's just so beautiful. Are you on Jesus's team? I 100% am on Jesus' team. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Podcast accomplished. Podcast. Po- <laughs> I can't even say it. Podcast accomplished. Yeah. Thank you for coming, Noah. Thanks for sharing your wisdom on all things giving and heart posture and everything. It's such a delight to have you. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so much. It's a dream come true. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right, can I'll, you can you do a little outro, radio outro for us, please? Oh, gotcha. All right. Uh, let's see. You just listened to Noah and Sarah on 100.3 Hope Chapel Podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> Holy <that's>... <laughs> Interruptions Podcast. <laughs> you just had the wrong podcast name. <laughs> if anyone wanted to leave feedback or comment or sponsor the podcast where can they find this podcast online you want me to say my radio voice my wannabe radio voice your wannabe radio you can partner with the holy interruptions podcast on spotify and apple podcasts or just walk up to sarah and say here you go (laughs) (laughs) or you can find us on instagram at holy interruptions podcast thank you and have a good night (laughs) perfect (laughs) All right, bye.